Bienvenidos y welcome to Siéntate y Hablemos. El show brought to you by El Centro at Elon University with your hosts Nico, Maggie y Gaby. Bienvenidos y welcome to our first podcast coming back from the winter break. Um, welcome back. We're here. Siéntate y Hablemos. J-term, going into spring term, you already know. Um, we have today with us, Gaby Jimenez, Valentina Chavarria, and Mackenzie Martinez. All here joining us today for this great episode. Um, yeah, we're excited to get back into it. Um, excited to get back into the swing of school. Um, and just to start things off, I mean, how was y'all's break? How did you guys, how, how, how have y'all been? I've been good. I think break was well needed for everyone um, on this campus. Um, it was a long break, though. I feel like this is the longest break we've had in a minute. So it was good. Um, I pretty much did nothing at home because COVID-wise and my parents didn't let me leave. But it was fun. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I miss my dog now, so that's the sad part. My break was great. Uh, I went back home, uh, for the first time since I came here, so a year. Uh, it was really nice. I got to see, like, a couple of people since I was, yeah, social distancing. Um, but it was still nice to be at home, be with my parents for a little bit. Yeah. Yes, similarly to everyone, this was a long-ass break. Um, which was really great for the beginning, but then at the end, I was just like, you know, you get into that existential crisis. What am I doing with my life? I'm just sitting, moving from the couch back to sleep. Maybe I'll take a shower. Um, but it was really great. We had a nice holiday with my grandparents. They got tested and they came down. We had a good joint Christmas Hanukkah celebration going on. Ate a lot of good food. It was a time. It was lovely. Yeah, were y'all of the people of like, I need to get back to campus or, um, cool at the crib yes and no like i after after a certain period i get like bored of doing nothing and i just like like having to do certain things and especially at home with my parents over there like just watching me i'm just like oh my gosh i need to leave my house um but i like working on like things and keeping me things that keep me occupied you know not just like tv because then i also get bored of that <laughs> i would normally be of the people that just can't wait to come back to campus but this time i was really like biding my time just like oh my god it's gonna be soon that i need to go um i was having a good time no i feel that for sure i was literally back home and i was like just give me one more week you know i just need one more week at home you know tidy up all my tidy need whatever i need to be tidied um I was enjoying home, honestly. I was going out, taking pictures, um, going thrift shopping. I, like, found a new love for thrift shopping, secondhand, you know. Um, So it's been good. I feel like this break was definitely needed. I don't know if y'all heard it on the podcast, but, ooh, I was, by the end of that, I was tired. I was tired by the end of that semester. I swear to God, I went home and I slept for, like, three days straight. (laughs) That's, yes, that's Um, what you need to do. But, yeah, all right. I mean, a lot has changed since the last time. We've been, we, we, we put it out an episode. A lot has gone down, um, you know, of the grand 
Theft Auto variety. You know, it literally felt like it was out of a video game. Um, yeah, how like how have y'all been reacting to all that with everything going on? Like how how um how's your how's your mental health? How's your belief in America going? <laughs> I saw a great tweet um, a couple weeks ago. Now we're well into 2021. This is going to come out on a Thursday, but so you'll miss a fourth Wednesday. But I heard the joke was there's been three Wednesdays in 2021. Impeachment, insurrection, and inauguration. Or maybe it's insurrection, impeachment, inauguration. So we'll see what this fourth Wednesday brings us. But it's just, I, right, it's been a whirlwind. Like, I still can't, I still haven't really processed anything. Like, on one hand, it's like, it's really great. We've got a new president. We've got a really great, I think, the most diverse cabinet in the history of the United States coming up, which, you know, won't solve all our problems, but will get us, I think, a little bit there, which yeah. is making me feel good inside. Yeah. I mean, well, let's just start with, like, the whole Capitol riots thing. I mean, watching that was insane. I remember, like, my brother came home after work and was just like, turn on the TV right now. And it was, like, right at the moment where they were, like, all outside about to go in. And it just kept getting worse and worse and worse. And I was like, oh, my gosh, what's going to happen? And that moment was, like, like so surreal. Like, this has, like, never happened before. And I was, like, watching the news, like, all day. I was like, I can't stop watching it. Because um, I was scared, um, obviously, watching that. I feel, like, scared for everyone inside. And I was just like, where's the police? Obviously, you know that whole situation um but it was a long day that day i think um it definitely changed things that i don't know if we'll recover from as a country um but it definitely brought up a lot of sentiments on how i feel about the u.s and the government um and my parents like fears brought back again um but it was crazy no know? for sure i mean what i like I would okay, so I don't know what it is, but I've had this like luck lately that I turn on the news mm -hmm. like right at the right time. You feel me? Oh. So the first time this happened was you remember when Trump did the little Bible thing? Yeah. When we went and walked across the church. Yeah. So me and my girlfriend just came back home, sat down, so we could just watch some TV, hanging out, let's turn on some CNN, see what's going on. Yeah. Turn it on, beam bomb boom. I'm like, what is going on? Oh my gosh, right? And then I'm chilling at the crib again. Just hanging out. I don't really have a whole lot to do. I'm like, let's turn on the news. Bro. Just turn. Something told me to turn on the news. And I'm not a type of guy that turns on the news very often, right? I turn it on, and they're, like, having a whole domestic terrorist attack in front of our capital, bro. Like, having a whole, like, cookout, like a racist oh cookout God. in front of our capital. And I'm like, yo, no way. I'm looking at this like, this is fake. Like, this has to be fake. So mm -hmm. I started scrolling through. Your superpowers to turn it on at the right time. I guess. But, yeah. like, it, it just seems so fake. It seemed like it wasn't our country, you know? Because our country has always been this, like, place where you think, ah, oh, it's a symbol of peace. You know, no war has happened in America except the Civil War. Like, we've been all mm -hmm. peace and peace. But we love to bring war to other countries. You feel me? But when war was brought to our own country by the people who are trying to say, ah, uh, I want peace in this country, da 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 da. But y'all are doing that. I mean, it was scary. It was definitely scary um, to see that in our own borders, and to see the people who are supposed to be the most patriotic tearing our democracy down and tearing our entire government down. You feel me? And I thought it was crazy that I like as I was watching the news, people 
um, commentators were saying, this is stuff you'd see in, like, different countries, referring to, like, countries in Latin America, the Middle East. And I was like, no, I mean, like, like this happens here in the U.S., just call it what it is. And, yeah, it happens in other countries, but that's because it's the United States causing that. You know, like, this isn't anything new for the U.S. Um, I think it's just surprising, yeah, to see it happen in our own country. Um, but I just was just, like, annoyed that I was like, this would never happen in the U.S. And I was like, no, <laughs> it's the same people causing it. They just finally turned it back around, you know? And I think this is the first time that it's really happened within the purview of, like, a majority America has been seeing this. Like, you know, thinking about, like, our histories, like, coming from Latin America, these, these countries that have been war-torn, you know, thanks to other powers interfering. Like, we know what it looks like to have a government that you can't trust and that maybe you know population like people that defend these governments even though it seems like they're doing everything wrong i know as a jewish american um it was terrifying seeing people with you know nazi flags on their shirts shouting about how auschwitz was you know the greatest thing to ever happen like you know i feel like this isn't new to a lot of our communities um, it's not new to the Native American communities. It's not new to the black communities, to the LGBTQ plus communities. Like they've, we've seen these people. We know who they are. These terrorists, like you said, Nico, the KKK, the white supremacists, like they've been, they've been messing things up for us for decades, for centuries. And I think now is finally, you know, when a lot of America kind of woke up and was like, oh, like racists still exist like these people are still here like yeah they're still here who do you think voted trump into office i think it's just like this has been like kind of brewing yeah like down below no for sure a long while and just like the like some communities have noticed definitely but i feel like the most privileged people have like we're so surprised about this because they're just like oh that never happened but the thing is like if you see the history of the u.s it does happen and it may have it might have not happened at the scale that happened like in this in, in this um in this event right. thank you uh but it's still like happening pretty much every day right. and that's like the scary part that mo- like some people have not noticed that this is happening i mean i for me I don't know if this is the pessimist in me, but I just kind of saw this happening, though, you know, like when once Trump officially lost the election, Mm -hmm. I was like, all right, now I'm sitting at the watch, looking at my watch, seeing how long it's going to take him to figure something out, Mm -hmm. because I I don't know if I even want to put this out because it's just so pessimist like i just i'm just such a pessimist sometimes and i'm just i'm worried for the worst you know and i'm like this to me i don't think this is going to be the only thing you guys think that they're going to stop at the capitol you're no you're really kidding yourself you really are um and that is also a thing having that information in your head cannot change the way that you live your life you feel me Mm -hmm. So knowing that this might happen in the future cannot change the way that you live your life. You have to continue to live your life the way that you need to live your life. Mm-hmm. We've seen that with a lot of things. But it also brings this certain, I don't know, some spice on your head that you got to think about. Something in the back of your head. Okay, something might have to pop off. <laughs> I need to I need to take the precautions 
beforehand so that I'm not stuck at the wrong place at the wrong time, right, wrong time. You feel me? Um, and I don't know. That's just where my head has been at with all after, especially after seeing the stuff that happened in the Capitol. I'm like, all right, keep moving, but move smart, you know, and keep your head. And I feel like that's just been ever since Trump was out of office at this point. Um, and it's just interesting. And hopefully this whole movement that's going on with um, especially our generation getting so politically active mm -hmm. for this not to stop at, OK, we got Kamala. All right. We got Joe. All right, we good. You know, where racism's gone, new hope for in America, and we good. Um, we need to continue to like make those political strides that we've been making, um, because it's not it, it's not done yet. No, I feel like these like racists have been here for for years. They haven't been as prominent, of course, until Trump came, and I think he the past four years fueled them so much to the level where they are now and that's obviously why the riots happened um so i think yeah that's the scary part is that this is just the beginning honestly i mean they've been quiet for a minute obviously we don't know what's gonna happen when's gonna happen but obviously i think something is still brewing and something could still happen and that's what makes it worse is like they're not done they may be banned from all these places but they still exist they still, people still have to, like, live here, you know what I mean? People still have to, like, go on with that fear, which, yeah, like Nico said, now we have a new president, a new hope, but it's still, like, these people are still here at the end of the day, you know? Yeah, and I mean, I, I want to push this question out to y'all of, like, how, how will y'all and how do you guys think um, our generation can continue to push forward in a positive direction you feel me and continue to stay educated to stay ahead of the curve like how has this influenced y'all to 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 be more aware has it influenced you to, to download a news app onto your phone i don't know like what steps have you taken because of this like how has this affected your day-to-day -day life because i know for sure it's affected the way that i move but like how do you guys move on you know Monday to Tuesday. Yeah, I feel like um, part of that is, yeah, what you just said, just like be aware of what's happening. Uh, learn how to look for reliable sources of information, non-biased so sources, and learn how to think critically and just be mindful of what you're doing and what your actions are and just think really hard of what you can do and what's really happening behind the curtain because there's a lot of stuff here to impact absolutely and i think you know we need to keep doing a lot of what we've done you know biden and kamala we don't have the first black woman as you know, and south asian woman as vice president for nothing we wouldn't have that if youth if marginalized communities if people weren't pushing for that if we weren't saying we demand to see ourselves represented mm -hmm. we demand to have our communities represented our ideals our interests represented so i think you know speaking up and in, in the platforms that we do platforms like a podcast like instagram facebook you know all those things mm -hmm. um but i also think that we have to you know use this as a moment to solidify ourselves and to yeah. come together you know with other communities and really, you know, realize that we all have a common enemy, right? Yeah. We have these common enemies, like you said, Gabby, that are still kind of 
under the surface of racism and white supremacy and misogyny and all those those nasty things that have come out of the woodwork with Trump's presidency. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it has to be, you know, it's like education, not indoctrination. We have to stop blindly accepting and believing what our parents, our grandparents, everyone has told us to believe in and just make our own opinions after doing the research, you know? I think that this is something that I don't know. I, I don't know if a lot of y'all have struggled with it, but at least for me, I've had to now struggle with it that after everything that's gone on, I have friends that, um, you know, voted for Trump. And I just never thought that I'd be have to be in the position where, like, your political beliefs genuinely change the relationship that I have with you. Like, back in, back in 2000, ooh, was this 2008 when uh, Obama ran against Mitt Romney? Or is that just me? Okay. If you voted for Mitt Romney at that point... We can still be friends. We can still have a cordial conversation. But I've had friends now that I'm like, bro, I know you for for a fact, for a full figgity figgity fact that you voted for Trump and you were my good friend, bro. And I I believed better in you, bro. And and you did it. And that that to me, losing friendships over that um was something that i had to get over and like had to like genuinely think about and genuinely process because i genu i lost people who i actually i was like i thought that you were a pretty cool person for a second there and then you went off to college and everything changed bro like what happened you feel me um and i don't know am i the only one no i feel that i think before trump uh the like the political parties were just that were just who makes better policies? Who's going to be better for the country? And just things like that, things that are very important. And that's why I think also, like, the debates were so interesting before. But right now, like, the empathy has become politicized. And that's the problem. So if you're empathetic to certain groups, then you're deemed democrat or republican and so uh, once empathy is politicized um health is politicized things like that that are just like so crucial to human uh, understanding and just like human beings as social creatures it's just like that's no longer about a political standpoint it's about morals and values one that changes everything Oh, 100%. One of my favorite quotes is by Son of Baldwin. We can disagree and still love each other unless your disagreement is rooted in my oppression and denial of my humanity and right to exist. Which, Valentina, you put it beautifully, too. Um, But that's just kind of a quote that I live by, man. Like, if, you know, people, like, you know, if you we can agree on different tax brackets. Mm -hmm. We can agree on different, you know, trade tariffs we can disagree on all those things but if you think that my people should be in cages on the border then then that's where it ends like you said valentina like that's that's it like that's people denying humanity that's people instilling hurt in other communities and that's where that's where the line goes right like for me i'll respect if you're a republican we can talk about that we can debate that but if you are a full-on like i'm a huge 100% 100% Trump supporter, then I have no respect for that. that. Like, that's not even political. That's just you following, like, 
just all these ideals about like racism and oppression and like it is so problematic because like the huge thing about the the riots were that even republicans themselves were like no this is wrong like trump is in the wrong that this is not our party this is not who we are this is not what we stand for he needs to be like even some of them called for his impeachment you know right, and that's right. the difference and i mean the thing is also like okay if you voted for trump in 2016 i'll forgive you I won't. I won't. I'll, I'll forgive no, you, but if you voted for Biden in 2020, we good, bro. <laughs> because if you, the thing in the beginning in 2016, Donald Trump was an authoritarian. If you, uh, authoritarian, please do your research on what an authoritarian is, because it's gonna become very prevalent in our society. It already has. Yeah. Authoritarianism is something that is gonna become a pillar of our society. Um, if it's if it hasn't already. Um, but what happened during his presidency is that it went from authoritarianism to radicalization. You know, it went from, ah, you said some really sexist things that are really like not cool to like, oh my gosh, you are literally putting human lives in human, like literally people's lives in danger for your own political motives. And that's where like, the line for me, not even the line got crossed before. I didn't vote for Trump in 2016. Don't get me wrong. But that has to be like for me, that's the line like that. That has to be your 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 last point. You feel me at your last your very last line. You have to be like, dang, at least I want to see another human being survive. You feel me? Right, like, yeah. I just want to see somebody who else who who is a human being survive. I have friends that we have different religion. Uh ideologies we have different opinions on how the world was created we have different opinions on how to go through life you feel me but i learn from people like that because they tell me what they think i tell them what i think and you converse you 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 move on from that but i can't debate with you on human lives dog i really can't i you can't you can't i'm sorry sorry (laughs) sorry not sorry um yeah yeah for those that um don't really want to go and uh, look up the definitions. I have it here for you. Okay, authoritarianism <laughs> is a form of government characterized by the rejection of political polarity, the use of strong central power to preserve the political status quo and reductions of the rule of law, separations of power and democratic voting. That was, that you are very correct that that was a mouthful. And authoritarianism, the way that I've, boiled it down and tell me if i'm wrong but it's pretty much you drive people and their emotions and their their what they do by fear pretty much of you go towards their worst fears in 2016 it was muslims mexicans crossing the border us all losing our jobs and the economy going into the trash bin you just throw fear factors in there you know how he was calling immigrants at that point calling them whatever he was calling them. we don't we don't even repeat it but right but exactly no facts and then uh and preying on people's fears all right you you voted for him because you're fearful in 2016 but in 2020 he wasn't going off of fear there was different in 2020 it wasn't fear it was it was a uh, it was a radical um uh, a, a very radical position that um I, I frankly can't get behind. Um, I just also want to know, like, how did your families react to this? 
because for me like i live in maryland so like i grew up going to dc all the time i've been to the capital several times like that's like my backyard you know what i mean we always go to dc and so obviously my parents were born here and when they moved here they they came with this idea of obviously like the american dream you know that they were going to come leave their war-torn countries to have a better life for them and my siblings and i and then seeing this my dad was like could not just stop talking about it. he was just like this is embarrassing as a country the fact that i left my country and i still have to see the same thing and he was like i mean it just made me realize that like he said he's like i'm just proud to not be american i'm proud to be salvadoran <laughs> and i was like yeah i mean yeah um and my mom was just like crying the whole time she was like this is insane you know like this isn't stuff like she likes to see um, but it was sad. That's what the, like at the end of the day, it was really sad to see right. that this is how it's come to, that it's been destroyed. And I think from now on, when we think of like the capital, it'll always be in this in this image. Do you think? But so I felt like the day after the inauguration, there was a little bit of hope. You know, fourteen executive orders were signed. We're back in the Paris Agreement. We're back in those things. Was there hope? for you when when the inauguration happened like after the inauguration how how did you feel or how did your family feel um i mean obviously in the moment again my mom wouldn't stop crying and then as soon as jennifer lopez came on she cried even more (laughs) (laughs) um but for me it's like obviously i'm happy that biden won and i think this election was super important not just because biden won but I think it's because the like record number of people that came out to vote, and it wasn't just a normal like presidential election. Like they chose to come out and vote hatred out of the office. You know, um, it was it was more than just a, a, like an election. It was like a a strong like discouragement of everything that Trump has stood for for the past four years. Um, so yeah, in that sense, yes, I'm feel better knowing that like he's finally out there he's finally gone but at the same time we all know biden is imperfect we all know biden has said stuff before um and he's like pretty moderate leaning so you know it's like i've heard things already that he said that he has said with like the new um what are they called the the new migrant caravans in guatemala already and so it's like i mean yeah those 14 orders were great obviously but we you know it's just we honestly don't know what's going to happen, whether or not Biden was doing this just to win or whether or not we'll see actual change in the future. And the thing is, I mean, correct me if my like eighth grade U.S. government class was wrong, but <laughs> there's only so much power that a president has. Right. You can yeah. sign executive orders all day long. Yeah. But, you know, I think the real the real substantial change comes from Congress. Like we saw back. Um, God, was it 2018 that. Trump tried to repeal DACA, and he could do that because Obama instilled it as an executive order. So that didn't go through Congress. Obama, like, signed and made it happen, which thank God he did, right? That has made astronomical change for our community, for dozens of communities. But at the same time, it's made it so fragile. So I think really, at least as I was watching, I was refreshing my page every 10 minutes on that Georgia election. Um... You know, I was waiting to see if we were going to have another black man in the Senate, if we were going to have another Jewish man in the Senate. Um, because, you know, I think those are the places that so much of the really long, substantial change happens. And for me, you know, and I think for a lot of us, the the 
echoes of the Trump administration are going to last for a long time in the Supreme Court, too. Yeah. He nominated three justices, yeah. um, the, the latest being Amy Coney Barrett, who's low-key said a couple times that she was going to overturn Roe v. Wade, which yeah. gives women in the United States access to abortion. So for me, you know, like you said, Gabby, it's a great victory, but at the same time, our work's not done and we can't rely on this administration to hit every checkbox to right. do all the things. And I saw this this meme. It's it's a horrible thing to say, but I'm going to say because it it's like funny kind of. But <laughs> don't get us in trouble here, Gabby. No, no, no. It's not. It's just like a horrible sentiment. But it was just like. This one person was like, wow, Trump really did make America great again because now we have a Democratic-controlled oh, House and yeah. Senate. <laughs> yeah, Which is, like, that. terrible because, like, don't give him any, like, you know, any power. But right. it's true, you know, we finally got those changed, and it was because he acted the way he did and he angered so many people. And I mean, I mean that certainly gives me hope, the fact that we now have both houses controlled by um, the Democrats. So, Do you think it made uh, – you think everything that happened made uh, at least ma- – at least this generation more politically smart and like really like slapped us into place on where on uh, on how political we need to be and how in tune we need to be with our government. Yeah, I think this election definitely changed things for a lot of people, especially students. Um, I think it's just everyone was just so mad and, and everyone wanted to like act. And I think that encouraged a lot of people to do their research and educate themselves and find solutions for themselves. Um, and yeah, I think that's why we had those record numbers. And I think from going on now, I think we'll have more, like an increase in younger voter turnout. Yeah, I think um, also people have been, like mostly younger people who really didn't care about politics before is just like, oh, this thing is so boring. I was so honestly one of those. I mean, yeah, I was yeah, honestly one of those. Like, I'll, I'll admit it, me too. I was just like, oh, politics, that's so... But then, like, these changes were so drastic that we kind of, like, were forced to see the broader world and to realize that our voices are the voices of the future and what are... Like, we are the ones that are going to make the decisions in the future. And if we don't speak now for our communities, for the communities of the people we care about, then nothing's going to happen. And we need these voices. That's why I was so confused when I first started um, kind of keeping track of the United States uh elections because i keep i kept saying like seeing everywhere just like i voted i voted i voted just like what's the big deal right y'all should have been doing this from the beginning right Mm -hmm. yeah young people weren't voting and that's a problem but then we made it then in in some sort of way though at the same time we almost made it a social media trend and you know how trends go you feel me everybody's like ah let's get on this train ah (laughs) And honestly, this social media trend did did its thing. Like, this is yeah. social media doing its thing. And I know we love to bash social media. Social media is so easy to bash. But, but it really did its thing on this election. This election would have turned out completely different without it, I feel like. Oh, definitely, yeah. On a fun note, did anyone else see John Ossoff's TikTok account? He, so he's the Jewish man running for and who won the Senate in Georgia. He made a TikTok account. The memes, <laughs> it were immaculate. If I, 
if any if any Georgia voters saw that and that's what convinced you to to vote for him, you know, I would have no questions. Those TikToks. Those, Those TikToks. TikToks. <laughs> um, what did you guys think of the inauguration? I thought it was dope. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I thought it was really cool. Um, I think that the people that were there needed to be there. Um, I honestly, honestly, by the time Joe started speaking, I could give a shit about people. I could really care less about what's going on in the inauguration. I was there for everybody before the inauguration. Um, yeah, I mean, the poet, she did a great job. Um, props to her, J-Lo, t- stunning. <laughs> Um, I literally have, I was speechless after the Stop performance it. and I literally, J-Lo, if you're hearing this, I mean, if you are hearing this, bro, we made it one and two. You heard it here first, folks. Jennifer Love has hit me listens up. to this podcast. Hit me up, J-Lo. Hit me up. I mean, oh sorry, Aaron. Um, but yeah, I mean, her performance was great and I just think, I don't know. I was happy. I was one. Also very happy to see uh, Sonia Sotomayor be the one, Justice Sonia Sotomayor, to be the one to... um, Right, right. To to be the one who swore Kamala Harris in, I thought that was super dope. Um, To just see two minority women um, in huge positions of power in our country um, standing over all those motherfucking white men. Sorry. Here we go. Yeah, I felt felt like in this inauguration latin american people really and hispanic people really like like they shone very bright and we were like right there like everyone could see us it was just like being represented in one of the biggest events right we didn't just take over the super bowl is what we showed you feel me we took over the super bowl and the Capitol. Although, listen, she needed to wear that Puerto Rico dress at the inauguration, too. <laughs> the whole time, I was waiting for, like, a Puerto Rico statehood moment. No, I really it's okay that we didn't get one. She'll come later. But, yeah, it was incredible. And Amanda Gorman literally took my breath away. Yeah. Took my breath away. Like, seeing a young woman of color up there, like, barely older than I am. Right, our age. Our age. Yeah. Delivered just such... Yeah astounding words like with ease with ease with finesse (laughs) she has two books out already too (laughs) which is also pretty dope right just like what a beacon like what an i I mean we use the word icon jokingly but literally what an icon like how can i be her when i grow up yeah um yeah i think for me though not gonna lie this is not to rain on your parade but Watching the inauguration, I think this is sad that I, like, thought about this, but I was, like, there's a lot of, like, different social identities at the inauguration. I was, like, this is this propaganda or <laughs> is this is this? No, always. You always have to think about people's intentions, right? Mm-hmm. Like, the first time this really came up for me was when Kim Kardashian um, started to become a lawyer to sl- uh, let people out of jail and started mm-hmm. talking to Donald Trump and trying to get people out of jail. Y'all remember that? Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking, I was like, okay, are, is, are her intentions to get publicity out of this or are her intentions to actually free people from jail? And you have to think, all right, do intentions matter if the result is good, right? And that's, uh, we, can, we can have another podcast debating right. that, right? Um, and that's something to think about for yourself and how you, be- you believe it if you listen into this of, do you think intentions matter? Do you think mm-hmm. that, that the reasoning behind why you do it 
matters. Yeah. And they might have just been showbone. Oh, look at all of our minorities. And here come the minorities. You feel? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it could have been like that. It could have also been trying to show uh, a sense of unity, you know. Um, but, I mean, it, like we said, it's up to see, to see what happens. Yeah. And I think what got me was at the end when we were singing, um, this land is my land. I was just cracking up. Right. J-Lo was saying this land is our, she was singing this land is our land, but it's Latino's land. You feel me? And it's not American. But it's cool. Nah, we'll, we'll push that aside. You're right. Well, and I mean, yes, the Southwest is, is Mexico's, right? Is Latinx land, but also the Native Americans. Yeah, not even Did we, we did. At a, at a, at a, on a historic building right. built on the sweat, blood, and tears of black people, on the land stolen from indigenous people, mm-hmm. we did not have not uh, not a moment of silence mm-hmm. for those lives. We're not just out um, here. Not a not even a land acknowledgement. We Deb Haland is our new Secretary of the Interior, yeah. the first indigenous woman in the cabinet. We did not acknowledge anybody's land. We did not even take a breath to think about that. And I think, you know, it's it's easy to be the social justice warriors on the side saying mm-hmm. you should have done this, you should have done that. Right. They are making progress. Like, we give them an A- minus for effort. Sure. <laughs> Could there have oh. been improvements? Yeah, Absolutely. Significantly. And Gabby's right. Like, we mm-hmm. always have to look at things with a critical eye. We can't, <laughs> we can't just, you know take all this and say cool our work is done we have right. x no. y and z we have a black uh, a black poet we have a you know latin woman singing the national anthem like that's it america we're done <laughs> yeah like no, there's definitely there's definitely been changes though yeah. you know and to the changes um but let's keep it going let's this keep it pushing um and yeah i mean i just wanted to um touch on this little paradox that we found it's called the paradox of uh tolerance which states that if a society is tolerant without limit its ability to be tolerant is eventually seized but or destroyed by the intolerance so it's like we need we need society to be intolerant of intolerance which i would love to just like shout this phrase out to everyone um, I feel like it's a very, very important phrase. It's um, by Karl Popper, a uh, famous philosopher. But yeah, I thought this might be of importance for this uh, kind of situation. Just something for you all to think about. Right, a nice <laughs> little end note, a nice <laughs> little quote to, to end y'all with, to, to leave y'all with. Um, but we will be next week here next week. I hope that y'all are having a great week um and yeah stay safe echale ganas and we'll see y'all next week yeah yeah todavía yo te quiero